1: You are listening to the Mr. and Mrs. Podcast with your hosts, Mr. Max
0: and Mrs. Lacey.
1: (laughs) Slightly prepared, I guess. I wrote some stuff down.
0: Moderately prepared.
1: I've got a little bulleted list here.
0: (laughs) What do I have? I'm shooting from the hip. (laughs)
1: Um, Yeah, that's a big stretch for you.
0: (laughs) Do you know when the last time we recorded an episode was?
1: When?
0: April. Of
1: 2017. Oh, so we we went a whole year.
0: We went over a whole year.
1: Wow! Wow! It
0: we? was a long week. Vac- and the and the funny thing is is I was looking through our recordings and it says we're going on vacation on that
1: episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was quite a vacation. Yeah. yeah. What did we squeeze? Um, Disneyland, Italy, probably <laughs> a trip to Utah or two. two. Yeah. Uh, all of Texas for uh, the barbecue trip.
0: Atlanta a couple times. Atlanta,
1: yeah. That was quite a vacation. That was a
0: long, long <laughs> vacation. I mean, when you start thinking about it, that's that's ridiculous.
1: That is ridiculous, So,
0: yes. ladies and gentlemen, thank you for sticking with us. And
1: nobody's here.
0: Nobody's here now. No, nobody, <laughs> nobody, Nobody's goddamn here at all. Well, if you're here listening to our voices, you're listening to the Mr. and Mrs. Podcast. I'm Mr. Max. I'm Mrs. Lacey. And if you don't remember the premise, the premise is simple. I bring a topic.
1: I bring a topic.
0: And then we have a learning corner at the end. Wow, you got to kick the dust off this rust bucket.
1: Yeah, it's a little rusty, but I think we can get going.
0: Yeah, so. So, uh, you're starting this week, Mrs. Lacey.
1: I am starting this week, and this is kind of why I wanted to jumpstart this again, is because I was going to just do a Facebook a long, rambling Facebook post, as I'm prone to do. Um, And I thought, you know what? I kind of want to have a conversation about it. And in my wildest dreams, I hope that other people, once we post this, will respond back, although that never really happens. So maybe it'll just be a conversation between you and me, but it's one I wanted to have.
0: Well, it's always nice to just get it out there, honestly, right?
1: Yeah, that's what a podcast is, right? (laughs) right? It's just me talking at you.
0: And you listening to
1: us. <laughs> yeah. So um, I've been listening to this great audiobook. It's called Shrill by Lindy West. And she is an author. She's a comedian. She contributes to the New York Times. And it's just basically, it's a really great book. I love it. Um, if you have a chance. I rented it from my local library. So um,
0: That's a little known fact, by the way.
1: Yeah, that you can rent audiobooks from your library. So... It's cool.
0: It's pretty, pretty dang cool, I think.
1: But um, she had this chapter that was called Coming Out Fat. Mm-hmm. And she's overweight. And she talked about the process of when you are a fat person. And maybe people, I should clarify, if you are um, misled by the the header of our website that has a shapely woman and a shapely man for Mr. and Mrs. podcast. This is not an actual picture.
0: Correct. We, we, are, we are shapeless. <laughs> yes. Yeah,
1: so we are shapeless. We are a certain shape, but that is not it. Um, and so when she was talking about the idea of coming out fat, she was talking about the process of kind of when you grow up as a fat person, um, you for, at first dread the word, you know, because you hear your peers sort of giggling about it and making fun of you. And then at some point you sort of, you're not disgusted or terrified of your own body anymore. And then you come out fat, right? You say you finally use the word fat to address yourself and it doesn't necessarily, um, make you want to die inside.
0: That's, that makes sense. Kind of see myself as... As fat now I'm like yeah, I'm fat whatever you know it's just it's what it is it's like a it's like a milestone I guess I would say coming out fat
1: yeah and I that's it sort of struck me because I realized I've never really had I would say the luxury to do that because while I've been pretty okay with my big fat body for a long time now I really really hate embarrassing other people right? The idea when you say something and it becomes clear that other people are embarrassed or they don't know how to react. Like I am very big on helping people save face whenever I can, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I quickly realized that just the word fat makes people incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah. At at its finest. yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's
1: an interesting, it's an interesting thing because it's it's almost, it, they're either trying to forget your fat, and then when you say the word, it, like, it like brings it back to them. Mm-hmm. Or they are just so, like, they probably maybe called kids fat when they were younger and they were scolded. You don't call people fat. That's not a nice thing to say. Yeah. And then when they hear it when they're adults, they still sort of have that, that knee-jerk reaction.
0: Yeah. I mean, well... I can see exactly what you're talking about. That, um, you know, when whenever a parent is scolding a kid about calling somebody fat, that that's what they are—they're scolded, right?
1: It's, As it's, they it's, should it's, be. It's you don't want to be mean to little kids. And
0: it's, a, it's a derogatory adjective, and it can be used to hurt.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I totally get that. I just I remember um, sort of one of the things that stick out in my mind is it, and. Maybe people don't know, but I've gone through a large weight fluctuation, um, and this is—I've sort of felt the same way about me, no matter how big or how little I got, because I'm just—I'm—I've always been fat or fatter. You know, it's not like I've ever been like a a nice wispy woman, and so
0: yes, <laughs> isn't those cheese snacks you called her called wisps? Oh yeah, they are wisps, cheese wisps.
1: <laughs> I I'm a cheese wisp. <laughs> <laughs> be <laughs> okay anyway um I was I was sort of at my biggest and I had started at a new job and I was in the bathroom uh washing my hands and a very nice lady came in and I hadn't met her before I'd sort of seen her around the floor and she commented to me she's like it's really cold in here huh and I just said excuse me and she's like, I can see that you're you're wearing a jacket, uh, like a sweater, and I'm always freezing. I keep one at my desk. And instead of editing myself, I just said the very first thing that came to my mind, which was, oh, no, I'm not cold. I'm fat, and I need to cover up my body because people don't like to see <laughs> it. And I didn't think about it, and she got this, t- this like, like oh my god, the look on her face! She was so uncomfortable. Mortified, I'm sure she was mortified, and I was just like, "Oh no, I'm so sorry that I'm fat, and I told you about it. Like you can't see me here." Um, anyway, my
0: apologies, <laughs> kind lady. <laughs> and, and then the she was restroom. she did
1: this thing where she's like, uh, uh, "No, you're not," and I'm like, I looked down at myself and I was like, "Okay, thanks, I'm sorry," <laughs> and I left and I felt bad for her and I felt bad for me but it's just it's this weird thing because I I think of myself as a tall a tall that's an adjective woman and fat a tall fat woman and um but I don't know how to make people I I don't know because I certainly don't want people thinking oh so she says she's fat so it's okay if I call her fat like you know, that's not really appropriate, I guess.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I don't well, know how I to navigate it, it. I think it comes down to the ownership of the word itself. I mean, that's my thoughts behind it. You know, if you own it and you call yourself fat, um, it's an adjective. That's all it is. Right. You well,
1: know? does it have anything to do with the body positivity movement? Like, where people are like, we're not fat, we're overweight, or we're fluffy, or we're Um, plus size or there's like a million other things that we would rather be called Mm -hmm. to me none of that really matters right because being fat is just what it is there is no moral tie to it there's no ethical tie to it there is no health tie to it there is no nothing it is just a word um it's a word that has barbs from our childhood or whatever but
0: i know when you say that there's like no health items to it, but that's how I think a lot of people see it that way, though. That's the, na- that's the negative part of it.
1: Right. Uneducated people see it that way, right? That's what people that tie um, being fat to a moral imperative, they use that as their excuse, right? Is that we really care about you. We just want you to be healthy. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, that's, that's idiotic, first of all, you know. Um, you are not my doctor, and you don't really... I mean, there is mountains and mountains of evidence that prove that when fat people feel bad about themselves, they get fatter. And so what it really comes down to is fat people gross you out and you want an excuse to be mean to them while well, it doesn't look like you're being mean to them. To me, it's no different than in the 80s, people saying that you shouldn't be gay due to the AIDS epidemic. Because it's like Because and they didn't want to say what they really wanted to say, which was gay people gross them out. They wanted to say that it was bad for their health yeah Um. and a fat person's health is just like a skinny person's health it's their own it's their own thing and yeah. it really doesn't involve you at all um,
0: there, there, there's a lot of things in this world that don't involve you at all right yes and I mean like you just said right there I mean being gay is one of those ones like why should anyone care on who you sleep with
1: right or yes. why should anyone care what pant size you wear? Yes. Um, I know that there are, there's this idea that um, in certain situations fat people take up your <coughs> space that you paid for um, and I can sort of respect that. We've all been on an airplane. We've all paid a ton of money to be on an airplane and you sort of pay for your seat. Um, the my take on that is that you know, the fat people paid as much as the skinny people for a service. And if the airline can't provide that service for the people they're selling the tickets to, then the airlines need to modify their own procedures. Um, It's not my fault that a airline seat is 17 inches wide and, you know,
0: and I'm 19 inches (laughs) wide or 25 inches wide or 32 inches wide. You know, it's like I'm human, right? You know, it's, that's that that's that's one negative aspects about it too is that in that situation when we're when 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 fat people are seen as encroaching on other people's space they throw that element of you being human out the window
1: oh yeah you're not you're not a real person anymore like you are just a waste and a and i've I've found in more than just airline situations a lot of times people have been really really mean to me and i think and it's always people that really struggle with their own weight but they keep it on lock and it's because i i embody everything they are terrified of being right yeah because it's never really bothered me that much but they see me and they see They can't imagine it, you know, they've got, they've got bigger issues, whether it's from their, their mom or, you know, whatever they've got, they've got issues and they keep it on lock, right? They count their, they have, you know, six almonds and two pieces of cheese and they keep it on lock. And I think, you know, good for them. That's not, I'm not trying to disparage anyone, but, um, that's not my life. And so they see me and I encompass everything that they are terrified that they one day will be. And um, that sort of gives them subconsciously they don't like me and uh, they'll never realize what it is. But it, it's it's usually pretty clear to me.
0: I think we've had conversations about that before where uh, seeing that you being fat is you're, you're living your life essentially. And if they see that that you're happy, they're thinking of what they could be doing to be happy as well because... Counting almonds is not happy. <laughs> Eating chicken breasts no, with no seasoning on it is not happy. And I'm not saying having a gluttonous attitude on life that is associated with fat people is the right choice.
1: Right. A lot of people do tie fatness to, like I said, a moral, a moral objective and that it can be tied to health it can also be tied to resources right and Mm -hmm. I can talk about being fat all I mean I've I have a lot of experience on it and a lot of interesting things but just sort of the word fat is what I wanted to sort of focus on I I don't know how to tell you to feel about fat people other than to just I I don't the fat is not a bad word to everybody right and If someone just sort of kind of casually calls themselves fat the we are not um, digging for you to tell us that we're not fat yeah you know we can see ourselves um, we have eyes (laughs) what and we've been told by random people uh, random men in the grocery store random motorists that are offended with my driving techniques on my on my uh, fatness um, for (laughs) On 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 my, yeah, for a long time. So, um, yeah, I guess that's just it. The, uh, this sort of coming out fat idea was sort of an empowering moment. And I feel like I've never really lived in that because I'm terrified of embarrassing other people, reminding them that I'm fat. Um, but everybody knows it. And so just don't, don't, Just don't think that anytime someone says, I'm fat, you need to say, no, you're not because I am or, oh, no, you're so pretty. And it's like, yeah, I'm also I'm pretty and I'm fat. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Those two things are not mutually exclusive. That's
0: the weirdest back to that. Honestly, it's like.
1: Well, because most people don't They they think you're putting yourself down because if they were fat, they would feel terrible about themselves.
0: But I think that's the whole purpose of this conversation is because a lot of people have that association of using the word fat as a derogatory word and we and I think a lot of people have to just realize that it's not a derogatory word it is an adjective that gets that can be used as a derogatory
1: word right it's like if if you are saying that if you are describing someone as a black man then they are a black man but if you are using the term black to describe something else you don't like about them like they do something because they're black or Obviously, she's just a fat lady who eats all the cupcakes, or she's a fat lady who's taking up my. Then that becomes hurtful, right? It's it. You can take a, a a describing word, or that that using that word to encompass what you don't like about somebody. Yes. Um. But but yeah, it is not um. Yeah, just don't come back thinking that we're digging for compliments. I know, and women could i'm sure men do it too but women are the first people i think of that could help this is not calling themselves fat in order for a way to get confidence boosting comments from their friends right um that's stupid if you need something from someone just ask for it um don't you know go around degrading yourself especially if you have children that bugs me more than anything else when i see moms and dads talk poorly about themselves It makes me insane because it's like, dude, not all of us don't feel great about ourselves. I get it. I'm able to fake it until I make it to get around you more than anyone else have that obligation because what do you want your four year old girl to see that she needs to feel bad about herself in order to get something from somebody else that she needs some sort of compliment or flower or whatever. Yeah, it just I mean, I know we're all kind of fumbling around here. And I'm the last person to give parenting advice, but seriously, don't degrade yourself just to get something from somebody else. Just be upfront with them of if you're if you're needing something, mm-hmm. and if someone calls themselves fat, do not assume that they're digging for compliments. They are probably just describing themselves. And if it makes you uncomfortable, um, just sort of get over it, because like or I talk about it or I talk mean, about it. Sure, I think,
0: that, I think, that's, a, I think that's a bet.
1: But I think the idea that I'm scared to talk to people about it because I'm afraid of embarrassing them, of reminding them that I am who I am, it's a weird thing, right? I should not be editing myself on the fly trying to imagine what, what describing word of myself might make you uncomfortable. Like, it's a lot. So just sort of get over it or talk about it with me because I am fat and I'm okay with it. And if you have sort of questions about how do I fit in airplane seats or something... Don't talk to me about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. What do you got? Well, I'm going to retic- hit this one back because, uh, I mean, a lot of things have happened in the last little while. Um, I think I'm just going to do an overall movie encompassment of what's happened within the last little while. All
1: right. Can you keep it, like, concise? We don't want to go on for hours and hours and hours. I'm going to go over a hours. Few movies. Like, okay. Um, okay. I
0: think I'm going to start with uh, episode eight, which was back in December. <laughs> um, and then Can I'm we going start to... from
1: the most recent so it's at least real? Like.
0: Okay, <laughs> well, first and foremost, I'm going to talk about um, solo.
1: Solo, we saw it on Thursday. We
0: saw it on Thursday. Uh, I was lucky enough that my um my work bought us tickets to go see a, an advanced screening. I'm using that with Bunny Rabbit ears because it it wasn't advanced, but it was on Thursday, so uh saw it before most people. But it wasn't fully advanced. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know the spe- specifics on that. Give me one second. So um would not saw the movie and the movie was really good i i i i was really impressed with it i thought it was uh for one of the uh the star Wars stories that they're they're coming out with it 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 hit all the notes um the there were a lot of surprises i don't know if i want to go spoilery or not
1: yeah do you just want to go
0: reviewy or spoilery yeah cuz i mean okay it, I'm a Star Wars fan, so there's already a handicap on this. I mean, I, 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 you should already know that if it's Star Wars, 99% of the time I'm going to say go watch it. So I'm biased on that uh, opinion. But um, I would say, all in all, if you want a good time in the movies, go see it. It's, uh, it's definitely a popcorn flick. Uh, a lot of cool action. It has a lot of familiar characters. A lot of not familiar characters.
1: Let's just, I mean, you don't have to describe the whole plot point, but let's just say spoilers and then we can
0: just sort of talk about the movie. Okay. If you want to do that, that's fine. Um, I so, mean, all
1: your friends are nerds. They've seen it, right?
0: Well, if you haven't seen, uh, Solo, uh, go to later in the podcast because, uh, obviously we're just going to start talking about it right now. So, i uh, it was really good. It was a really, really good movie. Um. A lot. Of, it had a lot of. It wasn't a, like a major origin story having to do with Han Solo. It kind of just picked him up when he was, like, in his early twenties. Um,
1: yeah. So how did you? What did you like about it?
0: Okay. So uh, the characters. Um, other than Han Solo and Chewbacca, um, it was really nice to see them meeting for the first time. Um, how they described as Chewbacca as a beast. That was hilarious because I mean Chewbacca is. Not a beast he's a he's, he's a wookie you know he's a guy that you could sleep on his lap and stuff like that that was a funny reference because you haven't had the best sleep unless you slept on a Wookie's lap i thought that was hilarious um but all in all uh the woody harrelson's character was great donald glover i, I mean if, if i if i want to say one thing that was excellent in this movie it was the casting of Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian. I thought he was really excellent. Him and his co-pilot Val—I mean, L three—Val's a Woody Harrelson's chick, but L three, um, their little relationship was awesome. You know, they—they they had like they were like synced together. They're like homies. Um, you kind of felt that there was a little bit of romance there, and uh, it's just—it it, all in all, it was—it was a—it was, was a really good movie. Um, they set it up for a sequel. It felt like. And uh, I was discussing with this with the uh, people at m- my work that um, after we saw it, and um, the guy who, the HR guy who bought all the tickets for everybody, he's all saying that it's not, it may not be a sequel, but it may be tying together the other films that they're going to be making with this, like the Obi Wan movie and the Boba Fett movie, that there may be an all encompassing overlapping of all of them together, so they may not make another Han Solo movie, but they may make a Boba Fett movie which will cross paths with Han Solo and stuff like that so like a a universe type of movie so that was really interesting but they sold it as like we're gonna pick it up right because at the end uh the villain dies which is uh Paul Bettany's character and then uh the mother of dragons picks it up from where he left off and the the funny thing about that is is that the um she is his love interest and she kind of just pushes him off the wayside and says you know it's my turn to become powerful now
1: so yeah she is she's a survivor right and so she does what she needs to do to keep moving on up
0: a rap queen would call herself a bad bitch
1: that's right yeah that's what exactly i thought when i saw her flying off on the ship and he was heartbroken at the bottom and i thought now that's a bad bitch
0: i'm right behind you Blue. I don't know if I want to talk about this part though because this was like one of the things uh, that I noticed and you noticed and it wasn't really a gaspy moment in that whole I'm I'm just going to say it okay at the end after Paul Bettany dies Han Solo's girlfriend is her name is like, Kira or something like that Um, after Paul Bettany dies his character uh, she takes a ring from Paul Bettany which is a really like big thick like pimpering and she uses it to make a call, a video call with somebody. And next and thing, you know, hologram comes up and it's a guy in a shroud.
1: Right. And the whole time that Paul Bettany is referring to his boss, right? You, yeah. know, who I, you know who I work for. You know who I refer to. You know that, that he is not to be messed with, basically.
0: Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, obviously everybody reports to somebody and, and he's reporting to him. Well, after he's dead, she's starting to report to him because she's going to take the reins of his organization. And you see a shrouded figure, and you hear ominous music, and then all of a sudden he takes his shroud off, and then lo and behold, it's fucking Darth Maul. Now, if you don't know who Darth Maul is, I'm sorry, episode one, he's the villain in that. He's dead. He's technically dead. They killed him in that. But according to uh, outside sources like the... uh, other canon in the, in the series, that he's he got resurrected. He was given robot legs from the waist down and he's still alive. And that's what he's doing now. He's a crime boss. He's not a, a Sith Lord anymore. He's a crime boss. And that's what he's doing.
1: And he had robot legs in this movie. He did.
0: Yeah, a lot of people missed that because they were mostly covered. But if you looked at his shroud where it cut, you saw two robot feet. Like little claw feet. So... I was... Everybody in the theater. I mean... Well, most people in the theater. I mean, the people that are not big fans, like, like you didn't know. You didn't know who he, you knew who he was, but you just like you're like, he's blue. Yeah. What is he?
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't understand why it was important. I saw him before though, and then yeah. I saw him again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like,
0: What's the big deal? Um, but yeah, so he's I'm alive. glad that you enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. Was there anything you didn't like about it?
0: Generally, no. I mean, I, I, I would say, L three, uh, Lando's co-pilot died too soon i don't think she needed to die and i think that her character was so empowering she like was liberating robots and she was feeling that you know wanted some robot equality she was essentially the feminist character but she had to do it with robots uh she i think she got done wrong by dying and especially they did it in such a violent way and then they're like well she's a computer let's plug her into the millennium falcon and you're just like uh.
1: yeah. I didn't like their treatment of her very much as a character.
0: Well, did you think it was a uh, cartoony?
1: It was sort of cringy, almost the way that you know she was going around and she was sort of. It it reminded me of like the way that husbands talked about their wives in like the 80s or something. It's like, oh, she's so funny. She thinks she deserves rights. Isn't that hilarious? Mm-hmm. And um, she was like the typical character that was like overwhelming and in everybody's face, and and
0: everyone just dismissed and her, and
1: everyone just dismissed her and asked why he didn't wipe her, and um, and he stood up for her kind of, but not really. And so I understand it was just a robot and it's just a gag, but it did have a lot of reflections, like you said, of on feminism, but like how people treated feminists. Well, how some people still treat feminists, but how feminists were treated, you know, probably 15, 20 years ago that, oh, you're so hilarious and um, kind of, like I said, overwhelming in everybody's face, kind of like the bra burning, um, man-hating, you know, whatever. And so that that kind of had, it sort of like had this thing where you were...
0: It ran its course really quick. Yeah, it did. It was, I could see on the writer's standpoint why they would think it's okay because they're like we're not talking about women we're talking about robots but she's a woman robot female robot and well female robot because obviously gender doesn't apply to robots they they had jokes in there that were just blatant jokes like they were like he landed aster is there anything you want and she goes equality and she's like just side eye to him you know and it's just like that's the classic you know right and he's just like oh crazy l3 uh-huh, hey, hey, i'm uh-huh. gonna put on another cape today
1: <laughs> yeah i don't know if it would have played different if it was a man robot um getting equality. like that might have been an interesting play like if he was like a revolutionary um but then it would have obviously just been like oh make it okay make it a man because men can sort of be overbearing and loud and rude And they're seen as like being these
0: comic slapstick.
1: Right. They're seen as being strong where women are seen as being annoying. So I don't know. I just it was sort of cringy. I thought a little bit some parts. Mm -hmm. And um, I know that some people see me, you know, I mean, people see themselves in characters or whatever. So but I, I was just thinking, I'm sure a lot of people see me as that sort of that. Like, why? Why won't she just shut up already? Why won't she just stop? you know let's just like do the mission quit talking about stupid shit that doesn't matter like your you're, you're rights like there's nothing going on there so I don't know it just it, it didn't sit right with me
0: okay but overall I mean on the film the film was good though
1: the film was great I yeah. liked it I liked it a lot better than that last Star Wars movie
0: right, episode 8 yeah we just watched that and that was just I'm gonna put it out there not a strong film not a strong film in its slightest
1: yeah I liked it in the theater when we watched it it seemed cool and then rewatching it, it's kind of slow, and you see things where you're like, "Why? Why did they do that?"
0: It's unnecessary.
1: It's unnecessary, and it's not satisfying at all as a movie.
0: One thing I was surprised about: um, there's a character. I think his name is what is his name? Oh, Rio Durant. It was a little monkey-looking character. Oh yeah, the, the guy with that, all the legs. Yeah, the one with mm-hmm. all the legs. I was piloting in the beginning. Mm-hmm. John Favreau did his voice.
1: Oh really? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. cool.
0: It's like I was wondering why that voice sounded so familiar because he's so you know John Favreau has like a normal guy's voice. Mm-hmm. Best movie by the way, Chef. <laughs> Best movie ever.
1: That's a pretty good movie. Best movie ever. Although, wait, who's his love interest in that? It's like fucking ridiculous. Uh, Salma
0: Hayek or something. Mm-hmm. Gosh, it might be Salma. Hayek
1: fucking awful why? i hate so why is that it? they're
0: about the same age
1: really john favreau is hooking up with selma hayek give me a goddamn break it's like the king of queens this oh the idea that a 300 400 pound schlub can hook up with any fucking woman he wants just because he's like i don't know see i'm fat shaming myself
0: look at that it's all coming full circle
1: it's all coming full circle mm-hmm.
0: No scarlett johansson no
1: oh yeah oh no wait it's Sophia vergara and scarlett johansson are fighting over john fucking favreau yeah give me a goddamn break
0: that's that's a give me a goddamn break yeah yeah i can't even think about it now that's yeah yeah it's still a good movie though the movie itself just just i mean can
1: you imagine a movie with melissa mccarthy melissa mccarthy that has fucking who uh she's hooking up with chris hemsworth she's hooking up with chris hemsworth but the guy that really wants to get in her pants is brad pitt and that's her big struggle in life is how to run a food truck because she's super successful running a food truck because it's not like these women are after him because he's like super successful or whatever it's just because of his like amazing abs
0: no it's amazing apps <laughs> it's his amazing apps it's appetizers bring his all the ladies appetizers. to the appetizers remember right and Sophia Ver-
1: Sophia Vergara was the hostess that wanted to hook up with him no 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 Sofia Vergara no. was his ex-wife right that still wanted to get back with him yeah. and then it was Scarlett Johansson was the hostess that was hot in for him front of the house
0: girl yeah Blech.
1: that's so stupid yeah
0: but anyway it's a I like the movie the movie's good it just believe just, just believe in your suspension of disbelief Believe in your disbelief. <laughs> Han Solo review-ish. Uh, I'm a little rusty, so I do apologize, but whatever. Yeah, yeah it was good. Go see it. Go it's see fun. it. It's a good time. You're going to enjoy it. It's You're going to get to see the Kessel Run. I'm not going to go into descriptions on what the Kessel Run is, but it's You'll at, enjoy a different, it. at a different time. I'll do that. Because I, I want to talk about the whole 12 par 6 thing that he keeps talking about. And yeah, I'm going to give you a little, a little Easter egg on that. Par are a distance... It's a distance measurement, not a time measurement. So when you say I did the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs.
1: He's saying he shaved miles off. Yes. Not time off.
0: Yes. And you get it when you watch it Mm -hmm. because it's a winding thing. So, but yeah. That's But the thing is, George Lucas didn't know what a parsec was when he wrote it. (laughs) So he had to retcon it. (laughs) Uh, George Lucas, Porkins, Mon Calamari. You know how like Deadpool says, that's some lazy, fa- that's some lazy writing? Yeah. I love you, George Lucas. <laughs> I'm done. All right, sir. You know what that brings us, though? We haven't done this in over a year. Yeah. Like about 56 weeks. <laughs> 56 freaking weeks. We haven't done The Learning Corner in forever.
1: The Learning Corner?
0: The Learning Corner.
1: Dun, 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 dun. We're bringing it back, folks.
0: <laughs> the Learning Corner. <laughs> And Mrs. Lacey got that.
1: Yeah, I don't really have anything to learn yet. I, I mean, I'll learn you. But I'll learn you.
0: You're going to learn today?
1: you can going to learn today. Um, But because I'm rusty and I just kind of wanted to get into this and I didn't want to do a bunch of science-y research, so here we are. Okay. Um, I want to do a two-parter that just is like giving you some recommends. Okay? First recommend, audiobooks have... I, I, I used to be on the podcast train. I'm still on the podcast train, but audiobooks, I love them. And I just, I know they've been around for forever, but um, especially on Audible, the great courses, um, they drive Max crazy, but I've listened to one on Nietzsche. And I've listened to one on um, how your brain works. How fucked up your brain is. How fucked up your brain is. And they are so interesting. And they're super long. And it's basically just a professor teaching his class. So you get to sit through like a whole college course. Um, it's like, and they're, they're really,
0: they're, they're great. I love them. They're hours long. Because <laughs> you got to remember, these are, okay, these are lectures. These are class lectures. And so you have about thirty five classes. They're usually a, about twenty four. A, a semester, 24, 24 to thirty.
1: Yeah, but they're they're great if you've. I mean, yeah. and they have a ton of them out there, so you can find anything. And
0: and once you once you put dip your toe in one, just mm-hmm. look at the recommends. Yeah. The recommends will go on forever. Yeah,
1: I totally dig them. Like the one on Nietzsche blew my effing mind. I want to talk to Nietzsche. I want to talk about Nietzsche to everyone I meet all the time. And it was not something I had. I,
0: well, I, you were interested. You bought, you bought some books. I you,
1: bought some books, right? And it was hard for me to wrangle, right? Because Nietzsche's writing is very specific. And I liked the overwriting ideas that I was kind of got from a little Nietzsche research. But I couldn't get into the books. And so when I got this professor who talked about Nietzsche from beginning to end his sort of overriding themes of his life, of his writing, of his work, it was it was really sort of eye-opening for me. Th- theories that I didn't realize were th- I had for a while, the things that, it's sort of that thing where you hear someone else say something and you're like, hey, I didn't know that had a name. I, find, I found that a lot with um, Nietzsche's work. I like really, nihilism. really enjoyed it. Yeah, sort of nihilism, but other things. So...
0: Why are you interested in Nietzsche? What got you so interested in Nietzsche?
1: Um,
0: this is I'm, obviously a loaded question.
1: This is obviously a loaded question. And I'm not ashamed because I am not some smarty pants that just sits around and pines on great philosophers. It was epic rap battles. <laughs> epic rap It battle was history. epic rap battles. Um, totally. So <laughs> I. that's where I started my my interest in Nietzsche
0: that's amazing it's amazing that like a, a YouTube series can get you interested in a philosopher is-
1: yeah and I've always sort of somewhat thought that um and I'll just say this if it offends people I'm sorry but I always thought Eastern philosophy was sort of bullshit um that's just it's sort of like yeah like it's just sort of if you just hang out for a while everything will work itself out um I've, I didn't realize I felt that way Until I sort of started reading about Nietzsche And sort of the will to power And taking control and things And that sort of thing Especially in the epic rap battles The idea that he was fighting against The sort of zen and everything like that I oh. I really liked that yeah. um, So that's where I became interested in Nietzsche Totally yeah, yeah. I'm not some highbrow <laughs> <laughs> <hyphen>. Highfalutin <laughs> I become interested in philosophers based on how great they rap. (laughs) And the second recommend that I want to talk to you guys about is volunteering. Um, There's nothing to learn there. It's just I talk about my volunteer work all the time. And I don't do that because I want everyone to tell me how awesome I am.
0: Good job, Lacey.
1: Thanks, honey. Um, I do it because I want to make sure that people know that it's not for other people. It's not for a specific type of person. Right. I didn't when I grew up, I didn't grow up around anyone who volunteered. That's true. Um, They didn't volunteer any time or money. I grew up really poor. So the idea that that we weren't volunteering money is pretty pretty. It's 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 poor. poor, 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 not poor. Um, but I you know I took advantage I mean we we had free lunches I did the shop with a cop thing uh, where we went and bought shoes Um, we spent a you know so I understand why people in my family weren't volunteering a lot but um, we're not rich you and I aren't rich and it you can you can find places to give back and um, another this it all ties back to Nietzsche apparently but he said that you know no one does anything for free and even if you are volunteering it's secretly a selfish act because you're doing it to feel better about yourself like you're doing it for the other person but you're doing it also because it makes you feel good and I'm just going to say that that's totally true um I do it because I do want to help dogs I want to help other people I want to help I want to help I want to help but um I, I you know life sucks and politics sucks and the politics of the state I live in suck. The politics of my country suck. The po- I mean, and the world is filled with a lot of terrible shit and anything that I can do to sort of feel better. I sort of dig that and volunteering is it. So um, whether you whether you're just the good, kind, charitable soul that gets off on just like helping other people like that's awesome. But I'll be totally frank and say that it makes me feel better. Um, and so just, yeah, just go and walk, start easy. Start walking dogs on the weekend or, like, foster a dog. You know, give them a break f- um, from the shelter over a weekend. And um, it's really cumulative, right? It really, um, once you start, it just sort of... You, you kind of want to do it again. keep going, keep yeah. going. But don't, don't have this idea in your head that it's just for rich people or it's just for, like, people that don't have anything else going on. We, we're really fucking busy people and we we find time to yeah. squeeze in a whole lot of volunteer work.
0: I should get paid for that. Yeah, I'm just that, joking. That wouldn't be <laughs> My time is valuable, God. It is valuable. But volunteering is one of the coolest things that um I've done as a recent, you know, it's and it's it is rewarding. It is. You know. It's one of those things that, you know, you, when you want to do it you kind of want to do it again you don't want to say no to it you know it's just like i'm already sitting on my couch now what can i do you know and you just want to do something and just a little bit of your time is somebody else that they don't have to pay to do it and guess what they're saving money you're saving money and you're saving lives on certain things and there's other ways you can volunteer so volunteer I think, I think it's a good pointer.
1: Yeah. I used to think it was for other people too, because I, I value my time so much. Yeah. Um, I, I really, really valuable, find valuable any sort of time I have. And I make my employer pay for my time. Um, I'm not the type of person that just like will endlessly produce work and hope that at some point someone will recognize it. Uh, I'm I'm very upfront with this
0: pay me now pay
1: me now Um, and so and I don't sort of do um, emotional labor or household labor um, just sort of you know I'm not that type of person just looking to fill my day I got a lot of shit um, going on Um, but then you know I just started small and I did realize how fulfilling it was and how um, for me to be sort of a complete person it it sort of it sort of filled that something that I didn't even know that I was missing. It sort of filled that for me, so I'm not I'm not stopping anytime soon. And I I love finding new organizations that I can help. Um, it started off with the dogs, but obviously a lot of a lot of people need help, and with more stuff than just that. So
0: so yeah, very true. Reach out. Tell someone
1: if they want it. Don't touch consent. me. Don't touch me. I don't want Hashtag it. #consent. No hugs. I'm in the no hug club.
0: I should get you a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> I'm part of the no hug club.
1: I love when people hug me because they think they know me <laughs> and it's like super clear to everyone around me like, oh, if you knew her, you would know that she doesn't really if, do
0: that. If this universe had a soundtrack, you'd hear a record scratch when this happened. <laughs>
1: I do really like hugging people, like people that I really really like. But um but that's um but it's, it's pretty small.
0: But I mean out of out of us as a couple, I'm the hugger.
1: Oh, Max is a hugger. Uh
0: if you want to be hugged deep, <laughs> hugged long, I I'll, I'll hold you. <laughs> I will embrace. If you need if you're cold, I'll hold on to you till you get a little warm. If you think it's too long, I'll go a little bit further than that.
1: If you, if a person could heat up from side eye, then they could. Yeah. I could give. I could provide that.
0: I think it's a good. I think it's a good start.
1: Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah,
0: so uh, we're gonna be uh, doing shows probably every two weeks. We're thinking.
1: Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, but you know, we kind of stink at this, and obviously, we don't get paid for this, and it's not volunteer work either. <laughs> we're so, not really helping anyone.
0: It's sort of reporting. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, don't hold us to it, but hopefully.
0: On behalf of the Mr. and Mrs. Podcast, I am a Mr. Max.
1: I'm Mrs. Lacey.
0: And thanks for listening. Bye. Peace out.